Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, brought to you by BetterHelp.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. We're going back to 1947 for the Christmas episode of The Man Called X in just a moment. But before we do that, I do want to let you know about our sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Within 24 hours, you can start communicating. You'll be able to meet in a safe and private online environment at your convenience. So no needing to worry about waiting rooms. You can send a private message to your counselor anytime and you'll receive timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available worldwide. There's a broad range of expertise available, including areas such as depression, sleep, and relationships. Anything you share is confidential. If you want to get an idea of what their service is like and if it can be of help to you, I'd encourage you to go to their website and to check out the testimonials that they post every day. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com box13. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash box13. Well, now we're going to get into today's episode of The Man Called X. The original air date is December the 21st, 1947, and the title is From a Starlit Hill. You're twice as sure with two great names, Frigidaire and General Motors. Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as the man called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find the man called X. And now Frigidaire presents Herbert Marshall as Ken Thurston, the man called X. Far over the storm-blanketed Transjordan Hills, somewhere between Cairo and Tehran, Ken Thurston and Pagan Zellschmidt, in a private plane, battle a terrific storm. Blacker than the inside of a head out there, Mr. Thurston. How can you even see where to fly this plane? Pagan, I can't. <laughs> and what are we going to do? I don't like the blue of that mechanic in Tehran. Not an instrument on this board's working right. Oh, the way we've been kicking around in this storm, I don't even know what... Uh-oh. Mr. X, the engine's gunked out. Yeah. Then what do we do now? Well, you want to get one look at the ground. Don't even know how far up we are. Look, we've got a flash of light. Yeah, top of a hill. Get ahead. Mr. X, we're going ahead. Might get a level off. Hang on, Pagan. Mr. Thurston, we've got to do something. We can't just lie here. Say something, Mr. 
Hendricks, can't you hear me? Yeah, I can. I can hear you, Pedro. Getting very dizzy, Mr. Hendricks. Uh, I don't know, I think I'm... Come out now. Come outside to the top of the hill. Come out. Out into the night. Stand with me here. And look at the world. Yeah. All right, I'm coming. Wait for me. I heard you calling out here in the darkness, child. As you should say. It was you whom I called. The storm was raging, now it's very still. There are a million glittering stars. There can be no storm where I am. Yes, yes, I know. The friend who was with me, what about him? He lies there in the great bird that fell from the sky, even as you do. So will it be for the time. I understand. But you, child, why are you here alone in the night? Were you waiting? Did you know what was going to happen? I came only to look for one last time at a foolish world before leaving it. Before? I have decided I shall not grow up. Not grow up? Oh, but you're very young. Younger than I'd ever believe. Why have you decided this? Because to grow, I must live. Men must want me to live. And no place on the earth can be called my home. Listen. Can you not hear it? voice of the world rising up out of the dark valleys below this hill. Yes, I, I hear it. It's not horrible, that voice. Terrible with its jealousy, greed, selfish hate. Yes, it's not pretty. Can I live and grow up in a world like that? But, child, you can't judge mankind from the top of a hill. You have to go down among them. I've been down among them. Seen their wars and heard rumors of war. There are other things to hear. When you know how to listen. Come with me now. Down there? Down in those valleys? How can we? Why not? It's Christmas. So anything can happen. Come along, child. The little boy who's playing. Tiny Tim. It's Christmas, isn't it? Yes. Wait. Listen. I'll let you play it better every month. It's a great virtuoso. You'll be tiny, Tim. It was a marvelous song, Timmy boy. Oh, thank you, everyone. Maybe when spring comes, I shall be able to play for pennies in the street. Then I'll help you, Father. Bless you, lad. <laughs> and now I think I should tune my fiddle. One string was ever so slightly flat, you know. Such a serious lad. Oh, he says strange things sometimes. He told me in church this morning he hoped all the people would see him and remember who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. It's a lucky family we are, Robert. There's few in this world that had as much as we. That's something of a joke, my dear, with the little I'm able to give you. Robert Cratchit, when I think of all the years we've had, and such wonderful children, and you always so cheerful and understanding of our needs. Oh, along with you now. What about that surprise? Heart alive, I'd almost forgotten it. Quiet, everybody. I have a surprise for you. I'll bring it right now. Now, I wonder what it could possibly be. I can guess, Father. Look, everyone. Here it is. A plum pudding blazing like the sun itself. It's saying Merry Christmas to all of us. Yes, and God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Jimmy, lad, such a beautiful dish needs a real salute. 
Take your fiddle and play us an overture to the pudding. Hurrah, an overture to the pudding. Any reason why you couldn't find a home there, child? Oh, I could. It would be so easy if all people were like them. There are a great many like them. If you know where to look. Who are they? That was the family of a certain Bob Cratchit. A clerk in the London firm of Scrooge and Marley in the year 1840. The Christmas Carol. Those were not even real people. They came from a book. Must I live then only in books? This is here and now when things are different. Are they so very different? Aren't those the same stars glittering overhead that shone a hundred years ago? Or a thousand or ten thousand? Real people sleep in the dirt and never look at the stars. Not all of them. I can think of one right now. On the other side of the earth, in a little flat in Queens. I could walk up a certain stairway there tonight and ring a doorbell. Ken Thurston. Hello, Marion. Ken, oh, come on in. Oh, it's good to see you. Here, let me take some of those packages. Well, thanks, sir. I guess I was pretty well loaded down. Who is it, Mommy? Who's there? It's Mr. Thurston, Donnie. You remember Daddy's son. Hey, sure I remember. Hello, Mr. Thurston. Hiya, Donnie. Look, packages. I'll bet they're presents. Donnie, okay. take them into the other room and put them around your tree. All right. Boy, I wonder what's inside all these old packages. <laughs> He's growing so fast, Ken. And I think every day he looks more like John. Yes, I, I noticed that. I wouldn't want it any other way, Ken. That's how it should be. Why, it's the only reason for my still being alive. You're a pretty brave girl, Marion. Jerry was brave at Anvil. What he did was for Donnie, too, you know. Are you, uh, getting along all right, Marion? I mean, is there anything you need? We're getting along perfectly. Oh, I resent my job keeping me away from my son in the daytime. But we've evening. In the park on Sundays, and snow in winter, and merry-go-rounds, and ice cream sodas, and... Oh, don't worry about us, Ken. We'll be all right. Yes. If there's one thing in this shaky world I can be certain of, it's that. You'll be all right. And they are too few and far between. Try to walk a hundred steps without finding one. It is no use. I know you as one whom sometimes men call X. You too fight for my cause. But the world is filled with hate. And I shall live in it no longer. All right. Then I'll show you why you've got to live. Grow up. Even if it takes proof so fantastic as to seem incredible. Oh, Henry. How can you know what I need when you don't even know my name? Would you like me to say it for you? Could you? You know who I am? Yes, child. I know who you are. I know very well who you are. Continue with Frigidaire's Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall. 
Somewhere between Cairo and Tehran, a plane carrying Ken Thurston and Fagon Zellschmidt fought its way through the raging blackness of a storm. In a blinding flash of lightning, a hilltop loomed ahead, and a second later, the plane smashed into it. Then suddenly, the storm was gone. A million cold, bright stars glittered overhead, and Ken stood outside on the hilltop, talking to a strange little girl who seemingly came from nowhere, everywhere. Proof indeed that at Christmas time, anything can happen. You must know that I want to live and to grow. I've loved this world, seen beautiful things happen in it, and found each time in those things new hope. But then each time, I've seen that new hope die. The world has not grown wise nor clean. The years have only made it old and dirty, not fit to live in. But I know there's hope in it yet, hope for both of us. After all, I think we're both searching for the same thing. I'm done with searching, and with hoping, and with living. And what of those who follow you, believe in you? What about those people who all their lives put the needs of humanity above their own needs? And are there such on the earth anymore? <laughs> are the stars still overhead? Do you know even one? One? I know a lot of them down in those valleys below us. But let's take just one man I've known for a long time. I've got a pretty good idea of where we might find him tonight. Look a long way off, child. Look half around the world. Ah, possibly some stricture there, all right. A thrombus, maybe. How's the pulse? Still fast? 97, Doctor. Hmm. Well, that's all we can do now. What time is it, Miss Nelson? It's after midnight. Oh, good Lord. No wonder I'm tired. Dr. Richards. I've been a supervisor with this hospital long enough to have a right to contradict you once in a while. Hmm? About what? You're not tired because it's after midnight. You're tired because you haven't had a decent night's sleep in five years. Ah. What's more, you had a checkup at the clinic six months ago. I happen to know what they told you. They didn't know what they were talking about. Bunch of crepe hangers. They told you to work only four hours a day. When are you going to start doing it? Four hours a day when people are dying 24 hours a day. There are other doctors. Yeah, there are a lot of other problems from too. Seen kids like this one come in here year after year. You can never do a blasted thing for them. Well, now after five years, I can do something for them. And in another year, I'll have the technique perfected so every doctor can use it. If you live long enough. I'll live long enough. If I stop now, throw away the chance to beat this thing just so I could live another 20 years, then... Well, then there'd be no sense to anything in this world. You've got a life too, Dr. Richards. Oh, poppycock. Oh, I suppose you think I'm a fool, Miss Nelson. If I told you what I think you are, you'd... You'd just laugh it off. But no. No, Dr. Richards. I don't think you're a fool. Can't you believe there are others, too? Other people who think of their fellow men first themselves second? Yes. Oh, yes, there must be others. And can't they be called believers in you, these selfless people? Yes. But they, too, are heroes. Ordinary people must believe if I'm to live and grow up. Well, what can be more ordinary than a boy and girl in love? 
Paris, London, Vienna, Shanghai, New York. There's nothing in the world so beautifully ordinary as a boy and girl in love. It's lovely out there across the harbor. Even like tonight when it's foggy. As long as you're in it, honey, the whole world's lovely. We're terribly lucky. Suppose we hadn't found each other. Oh, we couldn't miss. We're unnatural. How could you tell? The first time, I mean. What made you know you were in love with me? You came down the street in a crowd. And all of a sudden, there wasn't any crowd. Only you. So I decided I must be in love. Do you think there may be other people as happy somewhere in the world? Not a chance. But there must be. People who are in love, too. Millions of them. Oh, I love every one of them. Now I am jealous. Oh, but you do, too. You know you do. It makes you feel close to me. Yeah, I guess I do it that. Doesn't that sound mournful? I can't hear it. When I look at you... All I can hear is music. I know. I can hear it too. The most beautiful music in the world. It says, I love you. I love you, my darling. It's true. There are millions who love someone else. And with them I can have hope. For they can see beyond themselves. Sometimes far beyond Far enough to see you and believe in you. You do want me to let them grow up. All those who love. There are even greater reasons, child. But they're in a place a long way off from this scarlet hill, dark valleys, and the wrecked plane lying over there. Where? We can go to them. We can go anywhere tonight. Because it's Christmas time when anything can happen. We can try. You know what time means? It's a stream that flows forever in one direction. We'll have to move against it, for this place lies far up the stream, toward the headwaters of time, outside the universe, a long way off. But we can try. Oh, but it's beautiful. What glorious place is this? To what wondrous spot in all eternity have we come? This is the realm of tomorrow. All of these wonderful things. I have no names for them. There are no names for them, child. They're still a part of tomorrow. This one. Oh, how beautiful. Look at it. Just look at it. It's one of tomorrow's dreams, child. Gilded with expectations. Gleaming with fulfillment. And this one. Oh, how lovely. That's one of tomorrow's hopes. And here's another. So proud and so splendid. It's an ideal not yet realized. Another part of tomorrow. There are so many wondrous things. Things never seen on the face of the earth. Nor will they ever be. If you decide not to live. Yes. Wait. This door. Where does it lead? Why not open it? Find out. I will. I will. unborn, and they'll never be anything else unless you decide to live. Oh, they're so beautiful. 
Everything here is so beautiful. It can't be lost. We can't let it be lost. The choice is yours, child. It's your choice. I've made my choice. Let's go back. Back to the hills and the stars and the valleys of the world. did I ever think it was? But the voice of hate still sounds from it. Have you forgotten? No, I've not forgotten. But it only sounds so big because hate has the loudest voice. I can hear another sound far off in the black night. It's a voice from the hearts of heroes. A song of hope and love and understanding. You call them heroes. Why not Why not men of goodwill? Yes, men of goodwill. I can live in a world that has such men. And you must live for such men. They are the ones who believe in you. Yes. And they must believe. As I believe in them. Know this. You who are called X. I shall live. And I shall grow. And someday I shall rule this world. Wait, don't go. I must. It's nearly dawn. You are waking up. Do you understand? You are waking up. Yes. Yes, I understand. Where? Where? Oh. Hagar. Hagar. Hmm? Hagar. Look out. We're going to hit. What? Mr. Rex, what happened? Came for a pretty rough landing in the dark. Must have been out for hours. The dawn's starting to break over there. I'm stiffing up. Must have broken a leg or something. You'll be all right. As soon as we get out of this wreck and walk around a little. This shouldn't have woke me up. Was having a beautiful dream all about money. Yes, I had a dream too. Here, hand me that map. Oh, here. Uh, was it about money, Mr. Rex? It was about a little girl. Little girl? Anybody we know? Somebody a lot of will know. A lot of others ought to know. Yeah? What's her name? Oh, the French call her Pay. The Romans used to call her Pax. Pagon, her name is Peace. Peace? That's a strange name. She's a strange little girl. Come on, Pagon, let's get out of this wreck. Hey, look, Mr. Rex. Down there in the flat. It's a little town. Yeah, that's what I was checking on the map. Come on, I want to get a wire off to the chief. Which way? Down this path? No, Pagon, straight ahead. Toward the sunrise. Mr. Thurston, look. The sun's coming up. It's lighting up those houses, turning them purple and red and gold. All kinds of colors. What's the name of that little town? Pagon, if the map is right, if that dream is true, that little town is called Bethlehem. I do want to say something to our good friends in the radio audience. For this is the time of the year when you think about your friends. About those whose 
whose names you know and about other friends, too. People you just haven't been fortunate enough to meet, but would like to meet very much. Because you know you'd like them, and, well, maybe they'd like you, too. Well, it seems to me that uh, takes in just about everybody, Bart. I think it does. And so, to everybody who can hear my voice, to all our friends, I want to say, for our sponsor, Frigidaire, and for all of us here in the studio, a very Merry Christmas. We'll all say amen to that, Bart. A very Merry Christmas. Frigidaire's Man Called X is directed by Jack Johnstone, with music composed and conducted by Johnny Green. Pagan was played by Leon Velasco, and tonight's story was written by Les Crutchfield. So until next week, same time, same station, this is Wendell Niles speaking for Frigidaire, made only by General Motors. All characters and incidents used on this program are fictitious, and any resemblance to actual persons or incidents is purely coincidental. Remember, every Sunday night brings you two popular dramatic shows on CBS, The Man Called X and The Adventures of Sam Spade. Yes, for the best in entertainment, tune in and stay tuned in to CBS, the biggest show in town. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting Center. Welcome back. Definitely a very different sort of story with this huge uh, fantasy element. Though I still think it's in keeping with the spirit of the show and its overall message. Because particularly in 1947 and 48, this is really about the man called X battling the forces that threaten this long-hoped-for peace. I did like the little bit of uh, reversal here that uh, writer Les Crutchfield worked in. Because typically, uh, the man called X is surprised by someone knowing his name. Or we hear someone reveal that they know who the man called X is. Instead, we go to break with the uh, revelation that uh, Ken Thurston knows who this uh, girl is. The story reflects this post-war sense of optimism about the future and about what can be achieved. Which would obviously be something that would go on to define the 1950s even while also uh, at the back of their mind, uh, people dealt with the possibility of the horrors that could be unleashed on the world. How this episode is viewed really does vary by person to person and the time that you listen to it. The Radio Gold Index uh, website, which generally uh, serves to keep track of show and cast and plot information, I can occasionally be critical, and they wrote that this is a Christmas fantasy with every cliché possible. And I can definitely see that point of view. To me, it, it does feel very heartfelt and earnest, and so several of the points in the episode really did connect with me with you know, what we've gone through in uh, 2020. Now we turn to listener comment and feedback, and we've got a couple reviews in the Apple Podcast Store. First, we uh, have a review off of the uh, uh, UK uh, store for the Sherlock Holmes uh, feed. Can't sleep uh, without listening to one of these first, then the next. And uh, then... uh, uh, Fried Chicken Shark has a review. Uh, love this podcast. Been listening for years. A family member introduced 
this podcast to me a few years ago, and I loved it because it's relaxing and interesting, and I always listen to it when I'm going to sleep. I think it is one of the best podcasts out there. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, leaving the review. Uh, thanks so much, Fried Chicken Shark. All right, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you so much to Kelly. Kelly has been one of our Patreon supporters since July of 2017, currently supporting us at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, Kelly. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Mystery is My Hobby. And next week we'll be on vacation, uh, but uh, join us back here in two weeks for another episode of The Man Called X. And if you would like to check out our other Christmas uh, episodes we've done over the year, just go to christmasfeed.greatdetectives.net. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.